It is a privilege to be with all of you today and to be celebrating this special occasion alongside my best friend and my mishpocha. I am so grateful for this opportunity, especially considering the fact that we delayed this event because of COVID-19. It is Hashem who has enabled me to reach this special moment. I am also very thankful to my parents, grandparents, and even my little sisters for the love and support they've always given me. Margot and her family, as well as Rabbi Eric Tokutcher, have also been very accommodating, and for that, I am grateful. Today marks the start of a new season in my life, where I reaffirm that I've chosen to follow God and to walk in His ways. Today's drosh comes from Parsha Naso, which in Hebrew means take a census or to lift up. Among other things, this Parsha includes the priestly duties, the Nazarite vow, the priestly blessing, and the dedication of the tabernacle. The Torah portion for this Parsha is in Numbers or Bemidbar. Bemidbar, the name of Numbers, comes from the first counting or numbering of Israel. Bemidbar takes place about 13 months after the exodus from Egypt. In the first part of the book, God now tells Moses to take Aaron and a leader from each tribe and count the people. But only 11 of the tribes of Israel were counted for battle at that time. Because of their special tabernacle duties, the Levites were not included in this count. They were set apart for holy service to God. Holy, or kadosh in Hebrew, meaning dedicated to God, is the exact opposite of something that is common. This is a foundational biblical concept. But much of what takes place in this Parsha is the counting of the Levites. The Levites were counted separately because they were chosen to perform the service in the tabernacle. The tabernacle, or mishkan in Hebrew, means to dwell, rest, or to live in. This was the place where God and Israel met. The Mishkan served two specific purposes. One was simply a place in which many of the holy duties were done. The bringing of the offerings, the lighting of the menorah, the burning of the incense, etc. It served as a place where God's divine presence could dwell in the midst of Israel. The Torah calls the tabernacle the Ohel Moed, tent of meeting. A meeting place between God and Israel. This Parsha is packed with many awesome details, but my main focal point for the purposes of this drosh will be the Aaronic Benediction, also called the Priestly Blessing or Birkatz Kohanim. This blessing is found in Numbers 6, 24 through 26. We are going to review each individual part of the blessing. I'll provide a few meaning, I will provide the meaning of a few key words and interpretation. Part 1, number 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The word for bless in Hebrew is barach, which means to kneel down. This speaks of the king of the universe, the creator, our father descending to our level to bless us, his children. God blesses his people with prosperity, victory, and strength, and so many other things. I'm thankful to have seen God's blessings in my life in so many ways. Can you see his blessings too? God is good. Amen. The Hebrew word for keep is shamar, which means to guard or protect. This speaks of God's protection as a shepherd, keeping his children safe from harm. He is our helper, savior, and shield. I see this first part as a blessing in the physical category. Part two, number 625. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. To me, the second part of the Birkat Kohanim includes an increased blessing when it moves from just the physical to the soul. So what does it mean to have out a nice face shining on us? Another scripture that can help me describe the part of the blessing is Proverbs 16:15, which says, In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud over the latter rain. Gracious in Hebrew is kanan, to show favor. So when God's face turns toward his people, his light rests upon us and gives us life. He shows us his favor as we receive his love, mercy, grace, and salvation. When God's face shines upon us, light consumes darkness. He wants us, his children, to seek his face. His gift of abundant life is not given because of anything we have earned, but rather because of his infinite mercy, which he has always shown us and continues to do so even to this day. Part 3, number 626. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
The blessing climaxes when the most important element in life, shalom, is added. Shalom means peace in Hebrew. Shalom is much more than the absence of conflict. It is rest, tranquility, and an overall sense of well-being. It comes from the root word shalom, which also includes other meanings, such as it was worth it, it was paid for, perfect, and whole. This third part of the blessing is deep and relates to the spirit. I see this final part of the blessing as Adonai restoring or making us or restoring us or making things better than they were in the original state. This shows me that our Yeshua longs for his people to be made whole. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been made righteous by trusting, we have shalom with God through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Let this be a reminder to all of us that if we have a high priest in heaven who is of even higher order than Aaron, who blesses us with his shalom. Every week at our synagogue services, the Birkats Kohanim is said as we gather as a family. In fact, this blessing may be said sometimes daily. It is the only remaining connection between the today's synagogue and the ancient temple in Jerusalem. During the blessing, the hands of the rabbi are customarily spread out over the congregation. The four fingers on each hand are split into two sets of two fingers, thus forming the Hebrew character Shin, which is an emblem for Shaddai, Almighty God. You guys may remember the fictional character Spock from the Star Trek movie series, who made this hand gesture famous as he said, live long and prosper. I think it's cool that it's still relevant even today. I also find it interesting to know that this blessing is the oldest biblical text ever found, dating around the 7th or 6th century BC. It is 400 years older than the biblical text of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Archaeologists found this special portion of the Holy Scriptures written in two silver scrolls in the Jerusalem's Hinnom Valley. To conclude, I will highlight what follows the priestly blessing in this Parsha. In number seven, it says that when Moses finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed it and consecrated it. And later it says in verse 89, and when Moses was gone to the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, then he heard the voice of one speaking unto him from off the mercy seat that was upon the ark of testimony from between the cherubim, and he spoke with him. Today, we also have access into his presence through the blood of Yeshua, we can hear the voice of one who calls us from the mercy seat, and we can speak with him. Shabbat Shalom. It is a privilege and an honor to be up here this morning to share my thoughts on this Parsha with everyone. This is a huge milestone for me. I never thought that we would actually be able to have a bat mitzvah because Corona kept pushing the date back. But God is good and now we are here. So originally, we were supposed to have our bat mitzvah during Parsha Naso. And because it's also my favorite Parsha and Rabbi's too, I'm going to share my thoughts on Parsha Naso instead of this week's Parsha. One reason I love this Parsha is because it's the Parsha where we are introduced to Samson. I always loved stories about superheroes from Superman to Wonder Woman and many others. As a young person, I feel it's important that we have another, that we have people to look up to and to aspire to. This, these people don't always have to be perfect, but they should be good role models. By far, my favorite biblical superhero is Samson. Samson was a Nazir. A Nazir is a person who dedicates a set of amount of time to God. This dedication can last anywhere from a month to as long as a lifetime. A Nazir swears to drink, refrain from drinking wine or cutting his hair. He or she is not allowed to become contaminated by a dead body or anything else. 
and withdraws from worldly matters. From the start, Samson was Nazir is completely separated from the mundane. The lifestyle is for those who choose to spend some time completely engrossed in godliness and nothing else. An average person cannot do this consistently because there are so many others that life so many other things that life demands from us. Although Samson was Although Samson, like many other biblical characters, made many mistakes in his life, he was very dedicated to God. Because of his dedication, God allowed him to perform superhuman feats. Some of these include massacring an entire army of Philistines using just the jawbone of a donkey, knocking down stone pillars, and even slaying a lion with his bare hands. What we can learn from Samson is that when we walk in God's way, we can... He can bless us supernaturally, but when we go against God and break our vows, we invite hardship and tragedy into our lives. As we all know too well, the amazing Samson's downfall came when he got involved with a woman who betrayed him by cutting his hair. The lesson we can learn from this is to make sure that we only make relationships with godly people. Samson was a very unique superhero, and although most of us do not have superhuman strength, it's important to understand that all of us are unique creatures with very special and unique purposes and places in God's kingdom. We should never make ourselves feel inadequate by comparing ourselves with others. Just as, a snowflake, just as all snowflakes are unique, so are we. Every person has their own special part to contribute to the community. We must also remember that younger and even older people may be looking to us as, a role, mo as role models. So it is our job to live by way of example and to try to avoid living yeses be yeses and our noes be noes because we can see through the example of Samson what can happen when we break our vows. When we keep our promises, we become authentic human beings. We are way... We are walking ways that are consistent with our beliefs. God cannot be anything but authentic. And although we may, we may not be called to make a vow of a Nazir, there are times in life that call for behaving like a Nazir. In this word, we live in, it seems, nearly impossible to completely withdraw from worldly matters. But if we ever have a time in our lives where we are feeling down spiritually, we can recharge ourselves by turning to the ways of a Nazir to help us get back on track. It doesn't have to be for a lifetime, for a month, or even for a day. We can just dedicate an hour of our day to God and commit ourselves to only godly things. We can concentrate on not speaking negatively about others. We can sit down and learn some Torah, or we can just help out a friend. The point is to just completely dedicate ourselves to God as much as we can. This will help us draw closer to him. I am very grateful to be a part of a community of people who love God and love each other. And I believe that we are all super beings. Now I will close with one of my favorite scripture verses from Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. It says, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding is beyond searching out. He gives power to the faint and increases the strength of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I would just want to thank you all for being here and not and for supporting me in my life's journey. I pray that we all continue to grow in the knowledge and wisdom of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and our Lord, Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. 